this right here could be the biggest moment of his career. Is it his time? Yes! Noah Watson is wearing a green jacket at Augusta. There's no doubt about it. The bear has come out of hibernation. All right, we've made it to the final tournament of the 34-week PGA Tour season. The Tour Championship will take place in West Atlanta at Eastlake Golf Club for the 16th consecutive year. And for the fourth year in a row, the Tour Championship will begin with a staggered start leaderboard, which is calculated based off where players are ranked in the FedEx Cup standings. Let me explain here. Scotty Scheffler will start at 10 under. Victor Hovland will begin two back in solo second at eight under. And we'll get to Victor as he did a lot of good things for us last week with his one at the BMW. Defending FedEx champion Rory McIlroy will start three back of Scheffler at seven under. Masters champion John Rahm will start at six under. And Lucas Glover, who finished uh, 22nd last week after back-to-back -back wins, will start at five under. Then you have a slew of golfers who will start at four under, three under, two under, one under, and even par. And those players at four under or worse won't necessarily have a shot at winning this week, but we will discuss a few of them as far as the matchups and props are concerned today. Now, everyone is going to be in chase mode from the second to first tee shot is hit on Thursday morning. And everyone is in chase mode because there's no cut line number one and number two, the top 10 players on this leaderboard after this week will get a bonus check of a million dollars or more. The winner this week will get paid out $18 million. So that should give you an idea of how deep this purse goes. 10th place will get a million dollar check. So that gives the Max Homas of the world and the Tom Kims and the Jordan Spies of the world some incentive to make a move up this leaderboard, even though they really have no chance at winning. You know, Jordan Spieth and Tyrell Hatton, for example, they'll start at even par. Neither one of them will have a shot at winning this week, but the bottom line is finishing 10th makes you the same amount of money as winning a regular season event. So there is no shortage of, of incentive for any player in the field this week. And there's really no better golf course to to close the season out at. Eastlake was the home of Bobby Jones, who was the first man to complete the career Grand Slam in 1930. This is a golf course that really brings out a lot of the similar challenges that we saw last week at Olympia Fields. You know, they're they're not similar in, in fairway and in putting surface grass types. Grain will be a factor in the equation for players this week at Eastlake as the fairways are Zoysia and the greens are Bermuda, whereas Olympia Field was all bent grass through the greens. And, you know, I'll say this, the ask from Eastlake in order to play well is pretty similar, in my opinion, to Olympia Field. Eastlake has the same four-inch Kentucky bluegrass rough that we've seen over the last two weeks. It's it's very simple. If you miss a green at Eastlake and you're chipping it out of the four-inch rough onto the bowl-shaped Donald Ross grainy greens, your week will be over very quickly. You can get away with, with some of the you know errant tee balls with the driver at Eastlake, and you don't have to be a bomber to win at this golf course. But I wouldn't play anyone with or who, who is showing any signs of of sloppy iron play or poor putting that that cannot be on the card this week. If I had to rank 
which aspects of the game that need to be on at Eastlake to win. I would say number one is iron play approach numbers. Number two is putting. Number three is driving accuracy. Number four is chipping. And then number five would be distance. I would say distance. You can toss out the door this week. It's irrelevant. Now, as far as this closing stretch, 16, 17, and 18 at Eastlake is one of the best closing stretches on the PGA Tour. This tournament, for the most part over the last four to five years, has produced some very solid finishes. 2018 is a year that really comes to mind. You know, Tiger Woods won his last Calamity Jane trophy in 2018. And it was one of those throwback moments where, you know, the security on the 18th hold just let all the fans run rabid and, and they all ran uh, f- and followed behind Tiger up the fairway into the green, which was, you know, one of the greatest scenes in golf history. So 2018 was a movie. 2019, Rory McIlroy won his second title at Eastlake. 2020 was Dustin Johnson. 2021 was Patrick Cantlay. And then last year was an absolute scene as well with Rory McIlroy birding the 72nd hole to beat Scheffler by one. Rory, you know, and, and this is where the format, this is where you really get an understanding of what it comes down to at Eastlake. Rory last year not only took the $18 million um, that first place $18 million check from Scheffler. But with that win, Rory also beat Scheffler as far as the season ending money list was concerned. So it was really about a $31 million win w- when you add it all up, which was a you know gut-riching end uh, to a storybook 2022 for Scheffler. But it, at the same time, it was great to see for Rory being that just four weeks before last week's tour championship, Rory was just flat out beat at St. Andrews in the open by Cam Smith. So the bottom line is you get the high stakes, you get the high pressure finishes down the closing stretch at Eastlake. You get the situation where someone like Scotty Scheffler has a $31 million putt on the 72nd hole. And that is exactly the situation that Bob at the bar wants. He doesn't care about Thursday afternoon. Bob doesn't care about Wyndham Clark winning the U.S. Open. He doesn't care about Lee Hodges uh, winning in Minneapolis. I do. I do. I care. But Bob at the bar does not. The only thing Bob at the bar is looking at for this point in the golf season is another season-ending duel between a a Scotty Scheffler and a John Rahm or a Scotty Scheffler – uh, and a Rory McIlroy uh, with one of them, Bob at the bar wants one of them to have a $31 million putt on the 72nd hole. That is what the average fan is looking for out of this week. So that should give you a feel uh, of the format as far as the tour championship is concerned. And before we move forward on the picks, I want to give you a little Ryder Cup update as the top six players on the American squad have been locked up. Here are those names that are guaranteed to be on the jet to Rome in late September. It goes, number one is Scotty Scheffler. Number two is U.S. Open champion Wyndham Clark. Number three is British Open champion Brian Harmon, who we will have in a matchup today. Uh, Look forward to that. Number four will be Patrick Cantlay. Number five will be Max Homa. And number six, who got the last guaranteed spot, is Xander Schauffele. So that's your guaranteed six that will go to Rome. Scheffler, Clark, Harmon, Cantlay, Homa, and Schauffele. You know, crazy story uh, at the end of last week. Xander Schauffele actually earned that sixth spot by finishing fifth 
at the BMW. He had to finish top five in order to get into that guaranteed top six by the time the BMW ended. He did so, and by doing that, he kicked Brooks Kepka out of that guaranteed top six list. So that was a crazy evolution to that to last week. And that said, you know, PGA champion Brooks Kepka, he should 100% make the American team nonetheless. And we will find out those next six players after this, this week's tour championship. So here is what seven through 12 looks like for the American Ryder Cup team heading into Eastlake. And remember, Zach Johnson will finalize this team um, on Monday after after the conclusion of the Tour Championship. So number seven is Brooks Kepka, who, don't forget, not only won the PGA, he finished second at the Masters and 17th at the U.S. Open. He should be a guaranteed lock, signed, sealed, delivered for Rome. So seven is Kepka. Uh, number eight is Jordan Spieth. Number nine is Cameron Young. Number 10 is Colin Morikawa. Number 11 would be Keegan Bradley, and number 12 would be Sam Burns. Now, Sports Illustrated interviewed USA captain Zach Johnson yesterday, and ZJ said that he is pondering as many as 20 players for the last six spots. 20 players. 20 players. Now, understand that 7 through 10 on this list is pretty much a lock. Brooks Kepka, Jordan Spieth, Cam Young, and Colin Morikawa should all be going to Rome as far as we are concerned right now. Um, and for Zach Johnson to say that he's still looking at 20 players when realistically it's going to come down to two spots, 11 and 12. Keegan Bradley and Sam Burns are the only two that are not locks on this top 12. For Zach Johnson to say that he still has 20 Americans on his list is complete nonsense. And this is exactly why I told you last week to take Europe at plus 185 because it, it because you know it's because of those three Sea Island bigwigs, Zach Johnson, Davis Love, and Stuart Sink, your three captains. Because you have those guys running the show for the Americans, there's 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 a big chance, there's a big chance you're gonna see a bad decision made when it comes to picking those next six players. 20 players you're still looking at. That is simply insane. To me, it, this is very simple. Seven through 10 are sealed. Kepka, Spieth, Young, and Morikawa are going. Book the flight. So that leaves you with two spots. On paper, on the Ryder Cup World Rankings, you have Keegan Bradley and Sam Burns at 11 and 12. I say you keep the both of those guys. I say you keep Keegan Bradley and Sam Burns home due to the recent inconsistent play, and you bring Ricky Fowler and Justin Thomas. You bring the two vets because you know Kepka, Spieth, Young, and Morikawa. You know those four obviously go. You know so if if you're one through ten are locked, that gives you two spots. So at the very maximum, Zach Johnson should have four names in his head. And by next Monday, you know, he needs to get down to two. The four names should be Keegan Bradley, Sam Burns, Ricky Fowler, and Justin Thomas. And to me, it's not even a question. It's JT and Ricky. You can ponder over Keegan Bradley and Sam Burns. You know, if ZJ says, hey, I'm deciding between those four, I'd be okay with that. 
Uh, but you know, with Justin Thomas having a 16, five and four lifetime team USA record and Ricky Fowler's recent form and past experience at team USA events, I think the answer is right in front of DJ, uh, or, or, or I'm sorry, ZJ, Zach Johnson, when it comes to the last two spots. Uh, so for him to say for Zach Johnson to say, that he has 20 players on his list. And, and, and Zach Johnson, you know, who, who, you know, this is a guy who by all accounts is a smart, non-biased guy. I, I, when he was first announced, I was looking forward to Zach Johnson captaining the team. This is a guy who won the Masters and he won the Open at St. Andrews as a journeyman PGA Tour pro out of Drake University. By all means, he is a very intelligent guy with a grindy and gutty story. You know, no one thought Zach Johnson was going to have anywhere near the career that he had. But for Zach Johnson, which I have nothing but respect for, for Zach Johnson to sit there and tell Sports Illustrated a week before he finalizes the team that he still has 20 players, not four, not eight, not 10, 20 players on his mind. That worries me. That worries me. That is a problem. That means he is looking at players who have no business being on this team. No business on this team. Now, as far as the Europeans, they won't finalize their team um, until after the European Masters, which we will preview next week. Um, Luke Donald will finalize his team after the European Masters in two weeks, the Monday after this one. But Luke Donald has far less tough decisions to make with his roster than Zach Johnson. In my opinion, the top 10 of Luke Donald's current European team ranking is locked and loaded. Number one is Rory. Number two is John Rahm. Number three is Victor Hovland. Number four is Tyrell Hatton. Number five is Tommy Fleetwood. Number six is Matthew Fitzpatrick, who coming off a very nice BMW championship, Matthew Fitzpatrick is beat out Rory in that GB&I uh, leaderboard, which we'll talk about a little bit later on. So number six is Fitzpatrick. Number seven is Sepp Straka. Number eight is Shane Lowry. Number nine is Justin Rose. And number 10 is Robert McIntyre. Then for the 11th and 12th spot for Europe, those last two spots will be decided on who plays better um, over the next two weeks on the DP World Tour, either Adrian Moronk or Thomas Dietrich. Personally, I would air with Dietrich. He has a little bit more of the PGA Tour experience under his belt. Uh, but that is that is who it will come down to for Europe. So far less complicated decision-making for Luke Donald. Not to say that Zach Johnson has a complicated process, but from the quotes he gave us this morning, he is certainly making uh, for a much more complicated process than it needs to be. All right, let's turn the page on the Ryder Cup talk. Let's get into the picks for the Tour Championship. The order of play today, we'll be discussing the first five names on the Staggered Start leaderboard. I'll give you one matchup and one pick to place. Then I will give you two outright winners as far as the Staggered Start leaderboard is concerned. And I will also give you one 72-hole stroke play tournament winner, which is a winning pick if everyone started at even par. So stay tuned for that. And then to wrap up the tour championship preview, I'll give you a sleeper, a scoring prediction, a lineup, and then we will wrap things up with a best bet. I'm your host, Will Doctor. You can find me on Twitter at DRmedia59. 
Let's get you rolling with all the picks and predictions you need heading into the Tour Championship at Eastlake. All right, let's get it rolling with the favorites for the Tour Championship. We'll go over the top five names on this leaderboard, starting with Scotty Scheffler at 10 under. Uh, you, you can find to win at plus 150 on bet 365, William Hill or Bovada. And I am out on world number one FedEx Cup leader Scotty Scheffler this week after his second place finish at the BMW. But, uh, you know, the bottom line for Scheffler is he has lost shots on the greens in five of his last seven events. He has not had one good week of putting in the playoffs, and he has yet to pick up shots with the putter in three total starts at Eastlake. I understand that this is a guy who has been freakishly good with the ball striking all year long. And I understand that most of you would take Scheffler uh, with a two shot lead nine times out of 10, but I, I don't love the fact that Scheffler not only putting horrible, uh, but he's putted horrible as he's tinkered with different putters throughout the playoffs. And that gives me zero belief um, that Scheffler is going to show us anything different on the greens this week at Eastlake. So I am out on Scotty Scheffler, who will begin with a two-shot cushion over Victor Hovland. And Victor Hovland will begin at eight under, and you can buy him to win at plus 550 on FanDuel. And last week, we had Hovland to top five at plus 550. It, it was a ticket that was looking decent through the first three rounds. Um, and then Hovland went full slingshot engage mode and hung a 61 on Sunday to 100% transform the outlook of this year's FedEx Cup playoffs. I think Victor Hovland has a very, very, very good chance to steal uh, this three-week show from Scotty Scheffler and Rory McIlroy. Now, uh, with that said, do not go to your book and and play Victor Hovland at plus two twenty over Scheffler at Bet Online, nor should you bet Victor Hovland at plus one thirty seven to beat Rory. Those are both shark bait tickets that the bookmaker is inviting you to bite on. Number one, regardless of the fact that we don't like Scheffler this week, he is still someone who is rarely finishing outside of the top ten on leaderboards, and you have to give him respect for that in the matchup of the over Hovland due to the fact that Scheffler is starting two shots ahead of him. That's number one. Number two, um, as far as Hovland plus 137 over Rory, a, a lot of people are going to be saying, how are you not taking Hovland at plus 137 start due to the fact that he's starting one shot ahead of Rory? How, how would I not take that? And my answer is similar to the one I gave on Scheffler. Rory hasn't closed as many events as he would like over the last four weeks, but that one shot lead Victor has on Rory is absolutely nothing. And on top of that, Rory has wanted Eastlake three times over his career. He absolutely loves the firm Bermuda conditions. So Rory is not a guy you want to fade this week. So the bottom line there is stay away from the Hovland matchups by all means, a lot of shark bait up in there as far as those matchups are concerned. But don't get it mixed up. I love Victor Hovland to keep it rolling this week. I think the value we're getting on him to win in the middle of the run he is on is amazing. Hovland has won twice and has um, only finished outside of 20th once since the beginning of June. And he's had plenty of experience at Eastlake, as this will be Hovland's third tour championship. 
And even before, even before he found success at Eastlake as a pro, Victor Hovland won the coveted Eastlake Cup in 2018, which is one of the most prestigious college golf events that takes place at none other than Eastlake Golf Club. So um, I really like Hovland to win this week. You can color me obsessed with him and go ahead and book Victor Hovland at plus 550 to win over at FanDuel. So uh, Victor Hovland went ahead and gave you my first outright of the week, uh, which will come with Victor Hovland. Uh, he will start at eight under. Next on this leaderboard is Rory McIlroy, who will start at seven under. And you can get him to win at plus 350 on Bet365, William Hill, MGM, Bet Online, or Bovada. There's no player historically who has played Eastlake better than Rory. He's the only multi-time winner of this tournament in the field this week. Uh, Patrick Cantlay uh, could hypothetically join him. Xander Schauffele, uh could join Rory as a multi-time winner of the Tour Championship. But Cantlay and Xander are both starting the week uh, six-plus shots back of the lead. So I digress on both of them. Rory is very, very dangerous around this golf course. The fact is, you know, he just isn't making enough putts to win. Rory, he hasn't putted horrible over the summer. If you look at the stats, he's been above average on the greens in every start since the end of May. Uh, but it's going to take more than putting just above average to win at Eastlake. And we really haven't seen Rory do that with the exception of the Scottish Open. Uh, where, you know, if you remember, Rory made a few bombs down the stretch there at the Renaissance Club to beat Robert McIntyre, to beat our 100-1 to Robert McIntyre ticket by one. Uh, but other than that, Rory hasn't had any putting weeks that have really wowed anyone. You know, last week we hit a share of the Rory 12-1 to first-round leader ticket, which cashed at 6-1. to We cashed a split of that. And I thought after that hot start that there was a zero chance that we wouldn't cash that Roy McIlroy top GB&I ticket that we had. But once again, you saw Rory's second and third round putting cost him. And Matthew Fitzpatrick caught up to him and ended up being the leader as far as that great British and Irishman uh, leaderboard was concerned. So that was a major disappointment in an otherwise positive BMW championship week. But let's get back to Rory. And what my feel on him is this week. And my feel is that there's nothing on the board with his name on it that I like. There's no matchups on Rory this week that I like. He's minus 400 as far as the GB&I leaderboard. And, you know, I, I don't believe that Rory is really going to make enough putts this week to come back from a three-shot deficit that he will start the week with. So I am out on Rory McIlroy at plus 350 to win this week. All right, let's move along to John Rahm, who will begin this week at six under, four back of Scotty Scheffler's 10 under lead. And you can find Rahm at 10 to 1 on Bet Online. And that right there, Rahm at 10 to 1, starting four back, is the value winning pick of the week. Uh, now, Rahm has not done a damn thing in his two starts since his second place finish at the Open Championship. But it's not like Rom has been notably bad with any part of his game. He wasn't as dominant with driver in Memphis or at the BMW as he usually is. He could have made more putts at both events, at both Memphis and at the BMW. You know, those were his two blunders in the first two playoff events. And as a result, 
he didn't finish better than 31st in either one of them. But it's also important to grab a feel, to grab a vibe of what this week means for John Rahm. This is his crescendo to a year of total dominance. He won the you know first event of the year back in January at the Century. Rom won you know the the second and third uh, events of the California Swing, and then he won the Masters. He became the first European to have both a U.S. Open trophy and a green jacket in his living room. On paper, John Rom has been you know the best player of the year on the PGA Tour. Um, and, and despite a poor performance in three of his last four events, and despite being non-existent in the playoffs this far, John Rahm still has a fighting chance to bring home all the bacon. I would compare this a lot to the situation we saw Scotty Scheffler in at Eastlake last year. Scheffler had, you know, won the masters and he had won three other events heading into last year's playoffs. And the fate of his season was on the line at Eastlake. And the Texas X ultimately could not get it done as a result of bad putting. The difference I see in Rom compared to Scheffler last year is that Rom is not showing any glaring weakness in his game. Yeah, there's been, you know, some fairways missed and, you know, he hasn't putted spectacular, but not, you know, it hasn't been bad enough to drop him into the negative as far as strokes gained are concerned with any statistical denomination. He's never been, you know, negative in the fairway column and he's never been negative in the putting column as far as the last four events are concerned. And on top of that, John Rahm has played some brilliant golf in his six career starts at Eastlake. So um, not just to give away my two outrights off the rip, but it just happens to be the flow of the show today. My second outright will be John Rom 10 to 1 on Bet Online. All right, moving along to Lucas Glover, who's going to start the week at five under, five back of Scheffler. And you can get Glover to win at 55 to 1 on FanDuel. And I'm out on Lucas Glover uh, this week as his putting. Uh, regressed back below average the BMW Championship after back-to-back wins at the Wyndham and at the FedEx St. Jude. Uh, you know, his luck came to a complete close at Olympia Fields. And not to be Mr. Negative about Lucas Glover, but I truly hope this week doesn't go well for him. So there isn't a single thought in Zach Johnson's mind about taking him to Rome. I simply, I don't want any sketchy putters on the American team at the Ryder Cup in Rome. I don't need a, a repeat of Bubba Watson going 0-5-0. I don't need to see Keegan Bradley continue stacking on his atrocious match play record. You know, obviously Lucas Glover was given a ton of credit after his career putting performances over the span of his two wins, but he went up to Illinois last week and looked like the Lucas Glover from the past. He really didn't putt well. And he was failing to get up and down a bunch. You have to wonder how much gas the 43-year-old has in the tank as he makes his fourth consecutive start of the year at Eastlake. So I will not have Glover to win or to place this week. And I will fade him in my only matchup of the week against Brian Harmon. So we'll move on to my only matchup of the week here. That's going to be Brian Harmon over Lucas Glover. At minus 110 on bet online. And I understand that, you know, Brian Harmon has 
uh, had his challenges with Eastlake over the years, but we now have about a six tournament sample size that tells us Brian Harmon is absolutely rocking and rolling at the moment. For someone like Brian Harmon to not hit his driver worth a damn last week and still find a way to finish fifth is a prime example of the level of grit and the level of hutzpah that Brian Harmon has in the tank. I think, I think there was a lot of talking heads who had doubts that Harmon's win at the open was just a one hit wonder type situation and that he might be an inconvenience to the American Ryder cup team. But over the last three weeks, uh, Harmon has completely shut those critics down over the last two weeks. Um, you know, at 36 years old, he is playing some of the best golf of his life. And this is a guy who, you know, is never going to throw the towel in over a 72 hole tournament. These two players you know, Brian Harmon and Lucas Glover, they're good friends. Harmon spoke to Golf Digest recently about how happy he was to see Glover find the light with the putter and finally get back in the winner's circle. You know, I thought that was a nice story and all, but the bottom line is Harmon, you know, he's been Mr. Steady Eddie while Lucas Glover is coming off a BMW championship where he looked like he was back in his sketchy ways as far as the putting is concerned. Um, I believe that one shot, Glover lead um, will be trimmed very quickly by Harmon. So the first and only matchup for the tour championship is going to be Brian Harmon over Lucas Glover at minus 110 on bet online. All right, guys, a quick break from the golf. Listen, NFL season is right around the corner and you're going to need a code to get 20% off, off all picks on pregame.com for your favorite NFL handicapper. Use my code TOUR20 this week. Once again, that is TOUR20 to get 20% off off all picks from your favorite pregame handicapper over at pregame.com. Once again, that is TOUR20, TOUR20 for 20% off all picks from your favorite handicapper over at pregame.com. All right, back to the golf. All right, we move along to my one pick to place for Tour Championship Week. It's going to be Tom Kim to top 10 and plus 260 um, on Caesars Sportsbook, and that is with the starting strokes, just to be clear. Um, and as we know from his rookie season, this is the time of year that Tom Kim comes alive. He went through that kind of mini uh, slump in the middle of the year. He was having issues with the putter. His driver gave him some issues at times, but you know, you're not going to find many 21 year olds, if any, who can turn their game around mid season. Like Tom Kim has, I thought the eighth place finish at the U S open, uh, was a major turning point and one that really set the tone for the second half of Tom Kim's season. He had, Missed the cut at the PGA and at Jack's place before turning things around um, out in L.A. And from there, you know, he struggled a little bit at the Travelers and at the Rocket Mortgage. He putted horrible at both of those events. But then he goes to the Scottish Open, and, and that was four events ago. And since then, he hasn't seemed to look back because since the Scottish Open, Tom Kim has not finished worse than 24th. He went sixth the Scottish, second at the Open, 24th in Memphis, and then last week he finished 10th at the BMW. This is someone who is trending in a great direction. My one pick to place for this week is going to be Tom Kim to top 10 at plus 260 on Caesars Sportsbook. Let's move on to the two outright winners with the staggered start. I already discussed both of these. 
Number one is Victor Hovland at plus 550 on FanDuel. And number two is John Rahm at 10 to 1 on Bet Online. I do have one outright winner without the staggered start. So this is just the player that who I think will win if everyone started the week at even par. And that one outright winner without the staggered start is going to be Tom Kim at 27 to 1 on Bet Online. And you can find that under the 72 hole stroke play tab on Bet Online or hopefully your local sports book. Now, talked about Tom Kim just a second ago. Uh, you know, he's been on a roll for the last five weeks. That's number one. But number two, why I like him to just lead the field if everyone started to even par, it's not only because of his past play, but once again, this is someone who we know can win, who we know can make enough putts to climb to the top of a leaderboard. You know, he won the Shriners. He won the Wyndham last year. Um, this is a time uh, and a place, Eastlake Golf Club, where Tom Kim uh, could really have a great week. And to get a little bit more specific, you know, Tom Kim is one of these players who doesn't have a whole bunch of compression on the ball. He doesn't dig at the ball. And pickers of the golf ball, like Tom Kim is, uh, tend to do very well on these grainy Bermuda surfaces. Um, so I really like Tom Kim without the staggered start. So my outright winner, just to reemphasize, make sure everyone's clear, without the staggered start is going to be Tom Kim at 27 to 1. On bet online. On to my sleeper for the week. It's going to be Max Homa to top five at plus 300 on FanDuel. And, you know, a lot of people are going to forget that Max Homa was on cruise control last week at the BMW until he totally threw up all over himself with that triple bogey on the seventh hole in the third round. He got in trouble, short siding himself with his approach. And then it took him a couple tries to get up and down. Uh, before recording a seven, which pretty much evaporated any chance of him winning. But it's important to note that he still finished fifth at Olympia Fields in what was his third straight top 10 finish in a row. And, you know, we've always been able to rely on Homa from a ball striking perspective. But what really gets me excited is the fact that Homa is ranked sixth on the PGA Tour in putting right now. He's really been able to better his opponent opponents with the flat stick over the last several months. And he returns to a place in Eastlake where he finished fifth last year after having one of the best putting tournaments of 2022 personally for him. Eastlake last year was was one of Homa's better putting performances. So Homa will start the week at four under, one shot behind fifth place. And I have no doubts that the 2023 winner will have a strong finish to the year. So for the sleeper, it's going to be Max Homa to top five at plus 300 on FanDuel. On to the lineup for the Tour Championship. Number one will be Victor Hovland. Number two uh, is going to be Xander Shoffley, who we will discuss in the best bet. Number three will be Tommy Fleetwood, who you know has never really been able to make a dent in the leaderboard at Eastlake. But we can't ignore the fact that he comes in here off three top tens in his last four starts. That is good golf. We will play Fleetwood in the three spot on the lineup. Number four will be our 72-hole stroke play winner, which is Tom the Tank Engine Kim. Number five will be Corey Connors, who we had to top 10 last week at plus 330, which cashed. 
That was his second top 10 finish in a row. So we will target Connors once more to end the year. And number six in the caboose will be Russell Henley, who is a Bermuda grass specialist. And, you know, he's just on an absolute heater with three top 10 finishes in a row coming into East Lake. So I think I have the perfect lineup here. Number one is going to be Victor Hovland. Number two is going to be Xander Shoffley. Number three is going to be Tommy Fleetwood. Number four is going to be Tom Kim. Number five will be Corey Connors. And number six will be Russell Henley. All right, on to the scoring prediction for the Tour Championship. The weather in Atlanta uh, this week is clear skies and, and temperatures will reach triple digits. You know, look for Lucas Glover to have the full sweat going as he just rips through those cotton shirts. You know, I think 17 under will be the number that either Victor Hovland or John Rahm will get to in order to win this golf tournament. Eastlake will be playing very firm in the PGA Tour will set the golf course up as hard as possible. But I think with how far the ball will be traveling and with how pure the greens will be rolling this week, birdies will be made out there. So my winning score prediction uh, for this week at Eastlake will be 17 under par. All right, let's get to the first round leader as far as the tour championship is concerned. And I'm going to go right back to the well uh, with Rory McIlroy at plus 450. So what this means is that Rory's going to have to make up that three-shot cushion that Scheffler has um, to beat him in the first round. Now, um, I've already told you, you know, not a huge fan of Rory through the whole week, but I've been very impressed at what he's been able to put together as far as first rounds this year. Um, and at plus 450 to lead the first round, I think this is the best look you can get on Rory considering he's, you know, top 10 on the PGA Tour and first-round scoring average. Uh, we're going right back to it with Rory McIlroy to lead the first round, evaporating Scheffler's three-shot lead after Thursday. And once again, that is Rory McIlroy to lead the first round at plus 450 over on DraftKings Sportsbook. All right, and that brings us to the final pick of the week, which is the best bet. And my best bet for the Tour Championship this year is going to be Xander Schauffele to top five at plus 320 on FanDuel. And Xander will begin this week two shots back at fifth place and seven shots back of the lead. And I've preached this over and over throughout the year. There isn't a better player on tour without a win than Xander Schauffele. I mean, you know, you go down the list of all the events he's played this year. I think he played 23 events. And in 17 of those events, he finished better than 19th, which is just insane. You're not going to find... Another player who, who has been near as consistent as Xander. It really is a shocker he hasn't won. But his good play has been a product of just all-around consistency throughout his game. He does not have a weakness. He's top 50 in strokes gain driving. He's fifth on tour in iron play. And Xander clocks in at fourth on the PGA Tour in putting, heading into Eastlake. And Xander's resume... Xander's resume at the Tour Championship complements his recent play very nicely because in six total trips to Eastlake, six total trips, Xander has a win and four top five finishes. I mean, come on. How do you not take this guy for your best bet this week? Behind Rory McIlroy, Xander is the most dominant player in the field when it comes to a 72-hole battle of Eastlake. So my best bet 
for this week is going to be Xander Shoffley to top five at plus 320 on FanDuel. And that will do it for Tour Championship Week on RJ Bell's Dream Preview. It's been a great PGA Tour season. Still a lot of work to do as far as the end of the DP World Tour season and the Ryder Cup is concerned. I'm your host, Will Doctor. You can find me on Twitter at drmedia59. And we will talk next week ahead of the European Masters.